Welcome travelers from the winding trails Grab a spot by the hearth and a pint of ale A brief respite from our noble quest Lean back in a chair for the song of rest Hello travelers and welcome to the song of rest A place where our heroes and the deities that guide them Gather to share a behind the scenes and behind the screens Look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. Oh, hey, ho, we'll go anywhere the wind is blowing. Manly men are we. <laughs> Sailing for adventure on the big blue wet, wet thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, is it Muppet Treasure Island now? Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Oh, it's a bunch of animals on a boat, so I guess that's so. A, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're halfway there. We've got we've got a dragon man, dog people, a bird, a bird guy. Yeah, we're we're halfway we to a, the cast. A, a cat Thulu. <laughs> now we just need like uh we just we need the eat shit rats to come aboard and like have their own B story. Eat <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 and we're there, man. We're we're sailing on the open seas, Muppet Treasure Island style. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, rats do find their way onto ships, you know. <laughs> so am I Jimbo or Long John Silver, you think? Ooh. As like the only human. <laughs> <laughs> You have characteristics of both? <laughs> Maybe I'm Silver because he has his little parrot friend and and then Brandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What, that make me like, I don't know, Gonzo or something? Because I like Gonzo and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> no, you're yeah. Rolf, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm definitely Rolf, too. Right? Rolf kind of talks like this, doesn't he? He's like one octave yeah. higher or lower yeah. than Dr. Teeth. So a little behind the scenes, Aaron originally designed this battle to go at the end of the previous episode. <laughs> hey, a prepared DM is a good DM. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, it is good. Well, you mentioned something, Aaron, that was really funny. And like being a, a relatively new DM when we do our Star Wars game. You write out all this content and you're like, yeah, this will take maybe an hour or two. But then somehow the players focus on like this one sentence worth of your preparation. And that becomes mm -hmm. the entirety of the campaign in Star Wars. <laughs> Y'all stopped at a basically a, ga a gas, a space gas station. And that was the entire <laughs> session of the game. Just the players, including Aaron and Dustin here, just trying to find out the best way to screw over this gas station attendant. <laughs> I, How much can they steal Present that remark a hundred percent. Okay, Mark didn't I was do the anything. Only one that was like, I don't have, I don't have any concept of money. Can we just go? Oh yeah, I think it was. I think it was Malarkey no, and Nava it was, that it was Malarkey. the Jedi, the allegedly good person that was trying to steal everything from the Circle K space station. Yeah, I think I was trying to scam the guy out of his droids, too. You were. Or you were. Yeah. I think that you was were. freshly after your two, um, oh, speaking of Muppets, Muppet-themed droids uh, yes. bit the dust because <laughs> they went up against a Rancor and literally were destroyed in one hit. Oh, Janelle, so bad. You, you have to. So okay, bad. so I'm not sure, Janelle, how much you've heard about that game. And I know we're totally no. off topic from our own game that's going on here. But 
Um, so my character Garrett Vox is a he's not a Jedi, but he's force sensitive and he's a droid mechanic. And he is uh what what's his race again? I forget. Um, he's a Duros. Duros, yes. Yeah. And so um my name is Garrett Vox and um, I work <laughs> on droids. So <laughs> he had, yeah, he's he had fucking two, permit. He had two <laughs> droids that were the old guys, the the critics from uh the Muppet Show. <laughs> Oh my gosh. They would float around and shoot lasers and go. <laughs> yes. Statler and War, War, uh, Waldorf? Waldorf. Yeah. yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. That's right. Ah, <laughs> oh, true synergy bringing up the Muppets here and there. But I, I just brought it up because, like, you, it's funny because we're on a podcast setting and you really never know what your players are going to focus on. And normally it doesn't matter. You guys go for four hours. You go the whole dang day as long as all of your players are down for it and have nothing planned. Uh, it's fine. But when you're in a podcast setting, we're like, ah, oh, we're at the two and a half hour mark. We need to wrap this up. Yeah. And that has become a whole meme, I think, of the, the DM's intent of the focus of the players. And then on the other side, the players caring about the insignificant comment the DM just made. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, simple things like I had no idea it would take as long as it took for you guys to get across that river, but that ended up basically being the whole episode. <laughs> hey, that's still one of my favorite episodes, though, because of that. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes it's the hijinks you don't expect that really make the magic happen. Hey, hey, we have redeemed ourselves. We screwed up crossing a lake. We screwed up crossing a creek. And we are on the open seas and doing just <gasps> fine. And we just oh, man. won a sea battle. Yeah. All right. Let's oh, also be in the record book that a ship has survived the fracking. Yes. Yes. So. A ship has survived. And um, it was a prophecy at the end of last episode. Sherman was gonna jump off the back of that I ship. I freaking knew it. <laughs> you you got your wish. I got my wish. <laughs> totally and got Chad, it. Chad tried to stop it from happening by holding the Shermy snack over your head, but then but then you still found a way to make it happen. <laughs> I, I I didn't find a way to make it happen. Fate lined up and it was the it was the only thing that felt right. <laughs> it was like think of think of this this way from Sherman's perspective. He just like missed every attack. He got hit really bad in front of um his really cool friend that he hasn't seen in mm -hmm. a long friend. time. That's what Sherman. Yeah. And Wink. then she comes in and don't get me wrong, this is awesome. Strong um uh, Dustin fully supports the strong women characters um, but just from Sherman's perspective of like I gotta do something really cool <laughs> to show her that I'm still cool and not a dork wagon yeah I mean like <laughs> you think about it you and Bernice were in Foster together so you have to show that you've also improved yourself and yeah like you haven't just been slacking off this whole time I am so curious how Bernice will react after that too. Like, will she will she be like, "You idiot, you almost died," or <laughs> will she be really proud? She'll she'll. I, I know exactly how she'll react. She'll react like this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
may, maybe chime idiot to her, the rest of the crew. <laughs> um, it's it's really cool because with how these apostleship uh, members having to take a vow of silence because their their voice is essentially a weapon, I just imagine like the super bark from Bolt. Just like mm. she's flying down at this thing and just like roof, roof, roof. <laughs> yeah, because she's a dog folk. <laughs> Super bark. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that reminds me. I got to send y'all a TikTok <laughs> that's exactly that. Uh, it's exactly that scenario. Uh, you don't have to watch it right now, obviously, but it's basically like a robber. It's It's a guy who does impressions of what other dogs are like. And so it's like a robber breaking into a house and then it cuts to what the dog's doing. And I just, the husky, like, just turns around and stares and just goes. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of impression. (laughs) Speaking of impression, Chad, we finally got to see Timothy use his uh vocal vo- vocal his vocal his vocal impressions <laughs> yeah i've been i mean he did. they have mimicry that was amazing. and that was one of the main reasons i picked uh being a kenku uh cuz i thought i'm like what well, would be fun like a bard that can only do cover songs um and <laughs> his wish amazing. his wish is to do uh, his own music but when we finally finally had the opportunity to do that uh, wow, what fun. I really thought Aaron was going to be like, no, absolutely not, you crazy people. <laughs> but we finally got to do something silly with uh, shape-shifting and vocal masking. With, you know, like DMing and having lots of things in play, there's sometimes that you can't argue with what the players come up with as being a viable option. And like, I I mean, I'll, I'll say right ahead that you guys know it's very possible. It, w- it would have been... Very possible for the Fracken to catch up to the ship. I don't even want to think about what that fight would have been like if we were battling, <laughs> you know, uh, Sir Lunox's ship, the Fracken, and then those, you know, the demon hounds were released at the same time. Like, uh, yeah. we would not have walked away from that as unscathed. Because what, the ship only took like what, 20-ish points of damage yeah, altogether? It, it, like 10% of its health. Like, that was it. I mean, so you guys couldn't have gotten out of there cleaner than you did um but but when you guys pulled that off i was just like i'm searching in my brain as to how this would actually affect the fracking because it's not a super smart creature and it did take commands from laminaria so i was like holy shit this is genius and i'm not prepared (laughs) (laughs) You don't have any reason not to have it kind of balk at that. Yeah, it was like it. it's still thinking it's supposed to do what it's been told to do, but it's like master or perhaps former master is telling it not to. So it kind of gets cleared up when Lunox sees through the, the deception and he then kind of puts two and two together and realizes that the only reason this ship is escaping the fracking is because they've tricked it, you know, so which only makes him even more angry. Um, but it was just a slick move on you guys' part. And I, I really love any time that you can implement Timothy's uh, mimic voice uh, as uh, to your advantage. That I that fight could have turned out so differently, I think, if 
we also tricked Sir Lunox. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get them to I, fight I, each other. I was right. I was running through scenarios in my head where maybe Flowerkraut would even wind up having to go on the ship with him or something. Like, oh God. I was just like, okay, this could go a very certain way where Flowerkraut might have to keep up a ruse or something. This is also a fantastic example of D&D successes and victories that aren't necessarily out of combat. You know, I mean, everyone... When you think of Dungeons and Dragons, you're going into a dungeon, you're beating the crap out of things, you're getting the treasure. This is like you're succeeding with, I mean, like the hounds aside, because those things, you know, were the final phase essentially of this encounter. But the, you guys never even, the, the Kraken never caught up. There's, I have a whole list of mechanics that happens when that, when, <laughs> when that moment came and it never did. And I was like, Wow. I mean, not Ooh, to yeah, give you not to give you ideas, my dude, but there's a lot of open sea and we didn't defeat it. So <laughs> well, it's going to I'm like I'm not going to call it out, but it's oh. going to come up again. Like the, we have not seen the last of the Fracken. We still need the all, the penultimate fight of the Fracken versus Brandon. <gasps> I would credit the escape uh, to the fa the faced child song that you played because you were able to prevent it from closing the distance on one of those rolls, I think. And so at one point it got pretty close. Uh, it got down to like two units behind you guys, but that was awesome. And bravo again, Chad, for turning Faye Child into a shanty because holy crap. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was fun. And then the 2d20 roll for that hard bank. Miriam was definitely on our side. Absolutely. 2d20s on a disadvantage roll. So want to talk about fan art from this episode? Oh, yeah. Our fan art, mo our fan art moment. So uh, speaking of fan art, uh, I have currently a headcanon of what uh, I think Sir Lunox looks like, even though I don't know what he looks like. Um, does anybody remember, and um, some people will say yes, I know it's kind of a blasphemous movie, but my wife likes it, um, the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie? No, I've never seen it. Uh, I, I saw it, but I can't pull from my memory the character you're talking about. Okay, so there's a character named, uh, Damodar, and he's like the, uh like brutish villain was he the one with like the bluish lips and like the black and red armor yes that is a hundred percent him um, i have a very dusty memory box and that's what i pulled from <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this in the the discord for y'all to take a look at but this is my and we'll, we can also throw this photo up when we drop uh when we drop uh. this episode but that's what i believe he looks like under the helmet <laughs> oh yeah uh, was jeremy probably, irons in that movie too yeah he's the main villain yeah he's oh my god villain. yeah oh man which poor poor jeremy irons getting put into franchises that die immediately like dungeons and dragons and aragon yeah poor jeremy but irons yeah. for anybody trying to do fan art of what uh, Sir Lunox looks like under the helmet. That is my current head cannon. We officially don't know what he looks like. 
It it's a good it's a good uh, comparison, I think. I'm assuming I, I, he's an Asimar with a name like Lunox, but who am I to tell? Ooh. Yeah, Dustin, what's your fan art moment? My my well, there are two really cool things, obviously. Okay. And I I mean, it's a little biased because they both happened to, to Sherman. <laughs> no, it's cool. But um the uh water wrestling with the dog. Uh, and then flinging them into the rock but then also um and having his limb left over in your hand yeah uh (laughs) that but also just being completely flustered and nervous around bernice and like just completely like being terrible (laughs) as bad as that was narratively it makes sense How about you, Janelle? What's your fan art moment? Oh shoot! Um, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it's like four flower crowds like panicking while Brandy's attacking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, ooh! I'll throw this in the mix too. Um, when the one dog is surrounded by three flower crowds and the two. Uh, and the two apostles. Was it four apostles? It was two. Um, oh, it was two. Because okay. there was two on each of the dogs remaining. <gasps> ah. Uh-huh. And then, oh my then gosh. just stomping an absolute mud hole into this dog monster. And seeing, yeah. like, the fan art, though, is like seeing how the. Because that was where you fully described, like, how the their voice impacts their monk abilities. And so that they're using those force strikes as opposed to, like, any actual connection. And what that would look like, I think, would be really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. I think my fan art moment is... And it's it's not even an accurate of envision of what was actually there. But I just imagine... Sherman hanging from the back of the ship, completely wrapped in rope, like his arms aren't even free, but the bucket's <laughs> hanging from his mouth, and he's just like dangling there, like, oh, I didn't use my arms for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just tied such a good knot. <laughs> uh, Janelle on the D on the Nat 20s tonight. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, Nat 20s when we needed them. And that twenties when technically we really didn't, but they were okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good day. So what about for you, that. Chad? Uh, Chad, uh, Chadarino. Yes. What is your fan art moment? That's tough. There was a lot of really good moments in this uh, this episode, but if I had to pick one, just for because I'm, I'm imagining fan art static image, it would be uh, Flower Kraut and Timothy putting on this stage play. This yes, wicked, like this yeah. wicked style stage play where like there's a rigging department and like makeshift lights, like people are <laughs> casting tr- cantrips to make the lighting look good, and uh, they're using like sail knots and you know firecats suspended from the the mast, and uh, they're doing this performance, and like Timothy has like a like a stage mic <laughs> around his head <laughs> <laughs> with like a like a mage hand spectral uh, like amp. Uh, <laughs> and they're doing this little performance. I think is is my is my fan art moment. That's great. I just love that you came up with that idea. That yeah. was really awesome. That was so smart because I wouldn't have even thought of that like in a million years. 
I have a feeling that that's only the beginning of the flower kraut disguise self <laughs> Timothy mimic voice combo because oh yeah just think of the possibilities <laughs> we'll get up Aaron we'll get now up to some we'll trouble factor that in yeah <laughs> Aaron's you know, gonna well and you know also think about this way you know maybe the only reason why Lunox didn't uh, fall for it was because your voice wasn't as convincing as Timothy's to the fracking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like an advantage play, huh? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad the, uh, the Faye Child song ended up working out because I felt I felt bad not casting your it on you guys. version. But, yeah, I think it worked out um, giving it to the, the NPCs because I was just so oh. worried we were going to end up in a fight with the fracking. That was yeah, a great move. And also your impromptu sea shanty version was chef's kiss. Rory. Yes. Rory. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> hey, Rory. Rory. Can you make a sea shanty version of Faye Child, please? Love you. <laughs> no, that was a good move uh, on your part because, you know, part of that whole encounter was balancing how fast the ship was going versus keeping everything off the ship, you know? And in in this in a situation where the fracking had caught up, it would have been a battle of keeping the ship moving, but also trying to get its tentacles off the ship, you know, because it was only going to be damaging the ship further and all that stuff. But that never was the case. So giving them that advantage from the get go, giving them the Fae Child song, you guys were able to basically just fly away. Quick and question for you, because I was curious when this was going to happen, because I'm always like in a supporting role, at least that's what I kind of envision Timothy as is in, a, in that supporting role, which is why I try to come up with like clever solutions when I don't really have anything that can do physical damage um, is like always judging. Like, is it going to be more beneficial to do bless on everybody or is it going to be more beneficial to do Bane on our enemies? If the Fracken were to have cat, uh, caught up with us, would he or she, sorry, would she have been counted <laughs> as a uh, singular entity to which I, you know, you would spell cast on or would like each tentacle kind of be like its own mini, you know, like, like video game style? Yeah, you know, like um, not to go back to Star Wars, but when you guys uh, had to basically fight the trash compactor monster, I had each of the tentacles kind of be its own HP. Would it kind of been that scenario where we had to have de dealt with them individually? Uh, no, the uh, the fracking would have been a single target. Gotcha. So like all of its uh, all of its attacks would have been baned. Oh wow! I mean, it's still limited to how many how many tentacle like actions it can make in a turn. It can't just like indiv like do all like eight at the same time. But uh, but yeah, that it just would have been one. So wow! Heck, I... if you if you had uh, if you had dogs on the ship and and the fracking, you could have. Bane dogs and the fracking. And that's probably what we would have opted for if that was happening. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there any talents or skills that allow you to cast um, more than just one concentration spell? Um, there are some magical items where yeah. it, you can cast a spell through the item Ooh. and it basically holds its own concentration. Um, but it really is uh, situational and it might be like it can cast this specific spell or it might be a different type of thing where you can do too. Uh, it's just what you used to I channel I would love it. to find an enchanted guitar pick then. <laughs> <laughs> 
almost like Chad, it always... a pick of destiny, if you will. <laughs> Chad, it always cracks me up when you bring up that you are the supportive guy, but once again, you did more damage than me and Sherman did. Mm-hmm. Like in in this battle, technically I did no damage. Uh, the Rock did the work. <laughs> <laughs> Flowerkraut did her worst fart ever on this boat. <laughs> it was like a little little fear toot. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah it's like it's tiny a tiny did not escape the cheeks. It's a callback to when Timothy like went up that cliff and kicked the centipede off and yes. beat the crap out of it. He's like, I'm a support character. Now eat this. <laughs> I'm being supportive. <laughs> like nearly killed one of those beefy centipedes all on his own. Yep. I know this is probably something you don't want to give away. Uh, and we shouldn't level up too quickly, but are we close to leveling up anytime soon? Uh, you guys are approaching it. Um, it's funny because it does, it feels like it's been a long time since you guys leveled up, but, uh, you guys literally leveled when you got to the Feywild. This is true. And so there's, you know, only been how many episodes since that? And you're like three. That was episode eight and this is episode 12. So it hasn't technically yeah. hasn't been that but long. But we have taken down some shit since then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it is approaching and uh, level five is a huge level. That's why I ask because <laughs> some really yeah. cool stuff shows up at level <laughs> yeah. five that I'm very excited for. I can't wait to watch Flower Kraut split her fart into two beams. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my you God. can target two things with her elderly blast She's at that point. She's fart bending. <laughs> She's beginning to believe. Oh my God. <laughs> and I think I have that one. What is he doing? He's beginning to believe. <laughs> I really hope that picks up on the recording. Oh my gosh. Um, so I think... <laughs> And this is completely up to you. It's your soundboard. But if you're able to cut that as he's beginning to leave, <laughs> that, would also be, that would also be really funny. That would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> like as as, the, as like you're playing, like if I was playing Rocket League for say, and uh-huh. someone rage quits, and I just uh-huh. play that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Aaron. Aaron, for creating such an awesome battle. Yeah, yeah that was super was. unique. That was really fun. I, I, I'll be honest. At the beginning, I was really nervous because I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, same. Because I was like, wait, no hit thing. Uh, everyone busy. What? <laughs> so <laughs> I do like. <laughs> that I feel like I did the best thing that Sherman could think of was, oh, get it clean. We got to get it clean. <laughs> I think what makes for a fun encounter <laughs> is to give the mechanics behind it as like options and then leave it open ended for everybody else to do whatever they want. Because, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that at your disposal, you guys have spells and all kinds of things you can do. And, but then kind of lay out this is the goal. You guys want to keep going as fast as you can. You want to avoid this. You're you're trying to escape. You're not trying to fight this thing because if anything, you guys have seen in the past that Fracken is incredibly powerful, you know, and but it, it, it isn't it's 
it's not just gonna be some boring okay roll okay you're faster okay it's catching up it's faster i know it kind of seemed like that at first but then you know more stuff comes into it and i think i think it turns into not just an encounter but like a game you know that you guys are trying to play to uh oh yeah it yeah. was like it was almost like inventory inventory management like you can't just worry about the conflict you have to worry about all the things that are interacting in said conflict and that was the ship yeah. all of the npcs what we were doing and then you know all the different forces that were raging against us nature you know the other ship and then of course the monsters so there was a lot of different things all at play and kudos to you for kind of layering all that together and making it yeah. cohesive and still like really snappy with combat so bravo sir yeah, Thank it was very you. balanced. And, and Chad, it kind of felt like a D&D version of a Star Wars it ship It really <laughs> did. Yeah, that's what I got the vibes because like there was the one time you guys were leaving the atmosphere and there was a Star Destroyer there um, and like you couldn't leave because it was basically jamming your system, but there was no way you guys were going to be able to take it on. So you targeted its like uh, one of its satellites or one of its arrays and basically took it out, thus giving your ship the ability to actually jump into uh, hyperspace or light speed. So that was fun because yeah. I didn't like lay that out for you guys. You're just like, what do we do? And that's kind of where <laughs> we were at at the beginning of this. Like, what do we do? And the only reason I felt like I was okay the first few turns because like every time we get into conflict, I'm just like buff, buff, buff. Um, but if I was in a situation similar to Sherman, I would have also been like, what, what, what can I do to be helpful in this scenario? So Dustin, I totally get it. Cause that I would have been just as flustered in your position. I, I will say, I'm so glad you gave me the, the Sherman snack because <laughs> if I didn't have those extra 17 hit points, I would have been one hit knocked down to almost <gasps> to like, um, like what? 14. No, no. I would have been knocked down to 12. It was 28 damage. You were feared, so it did more damage to you. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's that's what it uh yeah, that's what it was. Is uh the being of being frightened caused the additional damage. Um That was brutal. I felt uh as far as for the ship battle the sea battle and everything, uh, I know the kind of games, Aaron, that you play, and <laughs> I feel like this was an amazing translation of Sea of Thieves into a D&D &D setting. Yeah, you got me. You had, of course I did. <laughs> uh, but you have the Fracken being your, oh shit, there's a Megalodon. Let's go ahead and like, I don't know if we want to get away or fight it or what's going on. And then you turn around and there's a freaking uh, Reaper or ghost ship, whatever it's called. And you get stuck in between the two of them. And you're like, what am I going to do? And you go hard right. And then yep. it's like, oh, that's the world's smallest island. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of inspiration from that. I, I won't I won't lie. Um, the. Uh, the mechanics behind like like having people on the sails that's important you know like I, i'm not i'm no sailor but you know i've played enough sea of thieves and even though that's a like cartoonized version of sailing i thought it translated well into a dnd &D game is so it was fun mm. yeah i really i really liked that it made me uh i was like i know these words but i don't remember which is which <laughs> which no, there one is, is the right side <laughs> there is an actual kraken in sea of thieves that can stop your ship and it does it, it literally you you sail into a pool of ink and it 
all oh. of, all oh. of the tentacles all the tentacles rise out of the water and the way you battle it is you have to shoot the tentacles with your cannons and survive long enough for your cuz your ship slows to this this crawl to get out of its uh out of its range so that was a little bit of ins- inspiring to to it. And every once in a while, the, the the Kraken will wrap a tentacle around your ship, and you have to get your sword out and cut it and hit it as much as you can until you can get it to release your ship. And See, so, like, I'm such a nerd for like mythical sea creatures that I would purposefully try and find one of those just to see the encounter. <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. be yes. looking up stuff on YouTube tonight. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna see if Joe can find it when he plays. Because he's a Sea of Thieves nerd, too. Oh, that's such a fun I game. I remember being a kid going to Disneyland and constantly asking if we could ride the uh, what was uh, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride because the oh. ending is with a giant squid. And I thought it was, as a kid, I'm like, that's literally the coolest thing that'll ever happen ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. I miss that ride. Yeah, I like uh, I like the replacement. Obviously, uh, it's more contemporary with uh, Finding Nemo, but uh, my heart will always remember Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Well, should we wrap this one up, guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All just right. not in tentacles, preferably. <laughs> in tentacles or, or uh, a very well uh, crafted uh, flower kraut knot. There yes. You go. Let's use ah. one of those instead. <laughs> All it right. would be my pleasure. Blackout's going to open up an Etsy store and have all kinds of like crochet and stuff. <laughs> it's just it's just knots. It's like, hi, buy a knot from me. <laughs> just buy a knot. Just get a knot. Get a really good looking knot. Knotty knots. Just like yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it's called. That's, that's Naughty a knots. Crowd business. Yeah. Oh, naughty, on. I naughty. Have to check my Etsy page. Bear with me while I look. <laughs> she mortars and pestles the Etsy, like the Etsy shop. <laughs> uh, flower crotty naughties. <laughs> naughty, naughty. No, crotty. Crotty naughties. Crotty naughties. Okay. I thought you said frothy, and I was like, gross. <laughs> leave. Jump off I'm the ship, Sherman. <laughs> He's I'm beginning to leave. <laughs> He's beginning to leave. <laughs> He's beginning to leave. <laughs> All right, we got to end on that note. <laughs> All right. Timothy, All right, take us out. Oh, the three hour tour. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our Song of Rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. What's up, BB Army? Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you can't get enough of Break, Battle, and Roll, be sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or swing by and like the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page, where you can mingle with us and other members of the BB Army in between episodes. If you want to keep up with our cast, you can find Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad, as well as his YouTube pages, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. Aaron Rollins on Twitter is at AAR 
K-U-M-A, that's Arkuma. Janelle Wilkie on Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie, that's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. And me, Dustin. Catch me on twitch.tv slash the final destination, Instagram and TikTok as at the underscore final underscore destination, and on Twitter at FINL destination, because Twitter likes short names. We'd like to give a special thank you to our musicians, Ben Holland, for creating our absolutely shredding theme song. You can find Ben on SoundCloud and Rory O'Neill for his phenomenal background compositions. You can find Rory as at Trench Roar Fair on Twitter. Gotta love that pun. We'd also like to give a shout out to what we would call our sister podcast, the Roaring D20s podcast. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at RD20s podcast. That's RD, the number two, the number zero, S podcast. Lastly, if you want to support the show, the best way you can help us right now is to spread the word. Do you have a friend who likes D&D or is way into podcasts? Send them our way. On top of that, the great Googly Moogly has told us that ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts will help share our adventures with more listeners. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Now, where was that delicious fish smell coming from? Uh-oh. Later, BB Army. I've got to get Sherman before he gets into Flowerkraut's mortar and pestle bag again. We will see you all in the next episode.